Well, brave. We're going to jump in and look at some different passages. All really, once we started this series in prep with our communication team, we started looking at, wow, really, you can communicate this entire series through the lens of one of the disciples named Peter. And uh, Peter kind of really demonstrates a lot of the aspects of being brave and what that means through the lens of walking out our faith or choosing faith. It takes something beyond natural strength. It takes bravery. And so we're going to unpack that in the coming weeks and have some fun with it at the same time. But today we're looking at a story that if you've read through the Gospels, which are these books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that talk about Jesus, the first account talks about Jesus. Uh, Luke recorded the people who had first account with Jesus, but these disciples wrote what Jesus' life entailed. And one of the moments that is recorded in multiple of them, we're going to read Matthew's version, is the moment where Peter sees Jesus on the water and walks on water himself. So let's, let's read it. It's in Matthew 14, 24. It'll be on the screen for you. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble, far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. Do <laughs> you think? I would be too. Uh, in their fear, they cried out, It's a ghost! I get it. Probably would have done the same thing, right? Verse 27, But Jesus spoke to them at once. Do not be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come out to you walking on the water. Right? Because Peter's kind of impulsive. Yes, come, Jesus said. <laughs> Can you? It's like, uh. So Peter went over the side of the boat, walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified, began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. The story, to me, jumps out as this prime example of what it is to follow Jesus. Of what it is to to really know the safety and security and, and smoothness of life is not always in faith, honestly. It's messy, it's wet, it's windy, it's stormy. We're going to face challenges and all kinds of experiences that aren't necessarily what we thought they were along this adventure called life. Now, preceding this moment, I mean, I love this scripture, but right before this moment, these disciples that were following Jesus just fed 5,000 men plus women and children from five loaves and two fish. They just had this miracle mountaintop experience. Their faith had to have been 
out of this world to see Jesus raise five loaves of bread and two fish and feed thousands of people. They were the ones actually that got to distribute the food. And they were the ones that got to collect 12 baskets of leftover food afterwards. Mind blown, right? So that's, that's the state they're in when Jesus tells them, go in this boat, I'll meet you on the other side. And then they meet the storm in the middle of the lake and Jesus isn't with them. And I think sometimes we, we feel that, man, if, if I'm close enough to Jesus, then I'm going to have a mountaintop experience for the rest of my life. It's all going to be hunky-dory. Um, I'm going to be joy, joy, joyful, happy all the time. It's always mountaintop. But an, the miracle that they experienced there on the mountaintop, they could get in the middle of a storm. Jesus put them in line for the storm. So I think we need to not discount what God can do even though we're in a storm. We're going to find ourselves in storms. And we can have our mountaintop experience right in the middle of the storm as well as on the mountaintop. We're not promised a life without stress. Jesus didn't call them the waves to walk to them. Jesus didn't give them a smooth sea to cross. Jesus didn't make them confess he was Lord before witnessing Peter walk on the water. Jesus challenged them to follow him long ago. And they were just following him faithfully. They chose to follow Jesus. But this moment is a challenge to be brave, or as he puts it, courageous, right? He said... Don't be afraid. And I love that he said it at once. He didn't, Jesus didn't pull the April Fool's Day joke on him, right? And he's out there and they're like, it's a ghost. I'll just let him think that for a second. See what they do, right? He didn't stay out there. He said at once, he's like, don't be afraid, right? Take courage. Take courage. I am here. Courage isn't something you just muster up or you wake up with someday. It's something you have to take. So why did Peter have the bravery to exit the boat? That's the question I ask. Why Peter? And how can we learn from this? My premise is that this moment of bravery, while on the adventure of faith, was rooted in Peter's decision long before this to choose that Jesus would be Lord of his life. He made a decision to follow Jesus at the moment of his calling. They were in the middle of the sea. He was a fisherman, and, and they caught this astronomically large catch of fish after a very unsuccessful experience fishing, and he knew that it was a miracle, and he got to his knees, and he said, get away from me, Lord, for I'm a sinner, and Jesus challenged him right then and there, first meeting. He said, you were a fisher of fish. Now you're going to be a fisher of men, and Peter followed him blindly. He called to his partners, his brothers, and said, hey, come on, we found the Christ. We found the Son of God. Peter had this belief in him from early on, which allowed him to jump out of the boat. Or maybe it was the mountaintops that prepared Peter for the storm. Either way, our big idea today is following Jesus takes bravery. Following Jesus does take 
bravery. Brave defined as to show courage, courage in the face of unpleasant circumstances. Ultimately, it's active courage, if you wanted to simplify it, active courage. Peter didn't just run to Jesus on the water, right? Following the challenge to be courageous, he blurts out a challenge back to Jesus. It's kind of the way Peter is. He just shouts out this challenge to Jesus. Well, Lord, if it's really you, then ask me to come to you walking on the water, right? And I don't know what his tone was. Was it that question? If it's really you, then did he just come up with, ask me to walk on the water to you? Or was it bold? We don't see that. You can only imagine. And I do. I love that about scriptures. I sit there and I just kind of change it in my head and kind of imagine what was this scene really like. It's stormy. It's crazy. Because here's what's wild. This is where Peter had to have wished maybe he thought longer before he spoke. Because Jesus immediately was like, yes, come. Peter had to have been like, ah, I was was trying to. Uh, I'm sorry, wind is, I can't hear you, Jesus. I have sea salt in my ear. What? Right? That had to have been that moment where you're like, you didn't, did you just call me a bum? Don't make me come out there, Jesus. I don't know what he was thinking, but like he called Jesus and said, and Jesus was immediately like, yes. And Peter had been like, what? Did, why did I say that? Right? I have to only imagine He had a little bit of questioning about, like, his his question. He questioned his question. Because when he said, yes, come, this was that moment in the movie where I can only imagine if I was filming this, putting it on the big screen, it would go from Jesus, it would go from Peter and all the disciples in the boat perspective, and you'd see Jesus out on the water. And when he said, yes, come, it would be like, the camera would zoom in on Jesus' mouth saying, yes, come, right? And it'd be like Peter going, you know that thick heart moment? It said the waves were heavy. I think at that moment I would have a heavy heart pounding going, he said, what? Walk to him on the water? Oh, boy. From the moment Peter said or heard Jesus say, yes, come, to the moment he climbed out of the boat. Imagine the doubt and fear. I would have doubt and fear galore. The boat's about to sink, let alone walk on the waves and water. Psalm 27:14 says something interesting about bravery. It says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. Thought one today, following takes patience. Some of you, if you've grown up in church, you've learned not to pray for patience. That's just one of those things. Um, I I don't think, okay, Jesus, I know I need to have patience, but I'm just not going to pray for it today because then I'll 
have to have it, right? It's that one of those things that none of us are patient. We live in a world that's not patient. We want instant gratification. If our internet speed slows down because every neighbor's online at the same time, we're frustrated with Comcast or whoever, not just throwing them under the bus. Okay, I did just throw them under the bus. Moving on. Um, sorry, Comcast, if you're listening. We love you. Okay, moving on. Uh, crazy to think that being brave and, and, and showing courage takes patience. But the psalmist discovered a truth here that we need to grab, and they word, it's worded beautifully. The world says brave means do or go. But Scripture says, wait and be brave. So like Peter did the big and started to make his way out of the boat. So I think it was 1999-ish or 2000 when as a youth pastor in Spokane, we went on our first senior trip. We would take seniors who were graduating and, and we would plan a trip that just kids from the youth group would go on and and so they chose West Edmonton Mall for one reason. You could bungee jump into the water there. And there was this big challenge. If we go, Thad, you have to go. And I was like, okay. Now, I've told the story before. I don't know how long ago. But uh, the reality was I wanted to go. I'm adventurous, but I'm a chicken. Right? That's just kind of the way I am. Whether it's in the water or whatever, but like bungee jumping into the water. Wow. Right? So, so we go on this trip. It's a driving. We're just loving it. We're seeing wildlife. We're getting lost on our way from Spokane to West Edmonton and having a blast doing it. And then we end up there. We're in the park. And it's the day. And it's the time. And it, the guys are like, we're doing it, you know. So one of them has to go first to prove they're going to do it, right? And then me. We walk up, and I didn't realize you take the elevator 12 stories up to the top of the water park. And they make you walk from the back side of the water park all the way around the ledge on this, like, graded catwalk. And then you go out over the deepest part of the, the wave pool. And that's where... The amazingness happens. So it, I wasn't feeling brave at all walking on that catwalk. In fact, this whole wait and be brave was really the opposite was happening. I'll just confess. As I'm waiting and I'm, as I'm getting closer, I'm getting more and more afraid <laughs> as I'm approaching this opportunity to bungee jump. And, and I didn't go first. I had Somebody else went first. I forget who it was. We had twins on the trip, Shane or Sheridan, or it was Ryan Brewer, one of those guys. And they, they put their legs out on this table. They say, sit here after they scaled you. This is one time you don't want to lie about your weight or get really bad if you do. So we, were, uh, we sit down, and they take a bath towel and wrap it around your ankle. I'm watching them wrap up the guy before me. And, and then they just take one of those little packaging straps and kind of tie it around the towel, click you to the rope, and throw it over and say, you ready? And I'm going, a bath towel is going to keep me from dying, right? So I was 
now I did the catwalk of fear, is what I call it. And then it was like now the weight of fear. I'm not waiting to become brave or courage at all. So maybe the psalmist was off or something. But here's what happens, right? The first guy walks out to the edge and it's like, oh, oh, right. There's, there, you can tell it's just. But then courage wells up in them and they're just like, they've got like poses and stuff they're doing. And uh, in fact, uh, one of them, I might have gone third or I might have gone second. I don't remember. But one of them did a backflip off the platform. Like seriously. They're like, I could do this. And does a backflip. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be. So that's when I started to get a little more brave. Not because of the way they dismounted off the platform, but that they didn't die. I was kind of a witness to them not dying. So I'm thinking, I may make this. I'm a little heavier than these guys. The rope may snap. But. I've got a towel around my ankle. So finally they wrap me up, and I kind of get out to the end. And what they give you, the spiel, there's this, like, sprinkler line or something. There's a pipe that was probably 10 feet out in front of you. And they're like, don't get afraid. I'm going to count down from three. And if you don't go the first time, it's going to be really hard to go. You just got to go the first time. Just jump out and reach for the pipe, right? So these other guys have done this blah, backflip, this, like, Superman poses, and they're diving. And here's me on video, which I did not show you on purpose today, jumping like I'm in this pose. I'm like, I jump and I'm like reaching for the pipe and falling to my death. I think when I came back up out of the water, I'm still like this, right? It's just like I am terrified. But somewhere inside of me, I had begun trusting in the rope and the process and the system they were using so, and it was really fun. I got to be honest, though, what scared me the most about it is I didn't realize the recoil on those suckers. So, like, you get into the water, and the, the rope pulls you all the way back up to where you jump from. I thought I was going to hit the bottom of the platform and be impaled and die. So that was like, I, I became most fearful then. But you're attached to a rope upside down, not much you can do. Uh, so that said, coming back to our story, in the, in the end, what, what looked beautiful, you know, and posed ridiculous risk, I ended up having the bravery to do it, even though I was kind of a chicken. Well, Peter, I think, had to have been the same, right? He was impulsively like, yeah, Jesus, if it's you, let me walk out onto the water to you and... The coolest thing, I mean, there's so many cool things in this story, but at least Peter called to Jesus. Yeah, he might have been a chicken. He might have been on the catwalk of fear. I don't know how, where he was at mentally, but just the reality is at least he called to Jesus. And I, I just have to pose the question to us. When's the last time or have you ever called to Jesus in your storm? If we could get that out of today's talk, if we could just learn to call to Jesus in the storm, today was worth missing an hour of sun. I hope we can call on Jesus. I hope we can, you know, man, learn to ask him to call us forward, even in the storm. 
Peter called to Jesus, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. And Jesus said, yes, come. And I think that's the moment of patience, the silence. Imagine what you're hearing. There's a storm. They think they're going to die. Storm, waves, wind. That all must have been slow motion. As Peter's getting next to the side and beginning to climb over, it doesn't say he jumped into the water. It said he climbed over. He probably was thinking to himself, maybe I should have said, if it's really you, tell John to come to you on the water. Like, what was he thinking? I totally would have done that. Jesus, if it's you, it's like, hey, hon, do you need help with the dishes? Okay, girls, get in there. Watching the game. Anyway, I never use my left hand with the remote. That's totally fake. But moving on. Call it mild insanity or bravery, Peter gets down to the water. And I think this is kind of like what we talked about last week. If you weren't here, you can hear it on the app or the, the web. Listen to the message archive. But we have this moment last week where Thomas said, I'm not going to believe Jesus is risen until I touch his wound on his hand or stick my hand into his side. Disgusting, I know, but he said it. And Jesus then, when he showed himself to Thomas eight days later, said, put your finger in the wounds, stick your hand in my side. It's messed up, gross, but that's what happened. It's what Thomas thought of. Well, it's what Peter thought of. He said, walk on the water? And Jesus said, yes, come. Makes me think, man, what if, what if he would have said, um, okay, Jesus, uh, if it's really you, help me swim to you without getting wet. You know, if you thought it, that would have been safer, it would have already been in the water. <laughs> he wouldn't have sank. There would have been no negative aspect of the story. Jesus would have helped them up still, you know, kind of, Peter didn't think of that. Or, Jesus, if it's really you, Help me walk on my hands to you on the water. I'll show these disciples that I trust you. Right? That whole deal. He, I, I believe Jesus would have still said, yes, come. What are we asking of Jesus? Because God honors the desire of our heart. We're seeing it two weeks in a row. Thought number two. I think what we're discovering is following is trusting. Following is trusting. Bravery is not trusting in yourself or your own abilities. It's trusting in God's abilities. That's where we're brave. We're brave in God, not brave in ourselves. Takes the weight off. The pressure's gone. Peter didn't trust in his own ability to walk on the water. In fact, we find he lacks the faith to get all the way to Jesus. He was not in the boat anymore, though. I heard an evangelist say not, uh, quite a while ago when I was a youth pastor and brought him in for a camp and he preached on this passage. He said, I would rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat talker. And I've never forgot that. Rather be a, a, a wet water walker than a dry boat talker. He probably said it way better than that. You know, he's all evangelistic and stuff. It was awesome. 
I mean, he had confessed Jesus long before this moment, Peter had, as Lord. He said, you're the Christ. And seeing Jesus demonstrate his power before and in the bread and the fish and in healing people, why could he not overcome the components of gravity and water? Peter somehow <laughs> trusted that. Unbelievable. And maybe, maybe a tough question to know the true answer to. But if Peter didn't take bravery by the horns, who would have got out of the boat? And in fact, let me, let me challenge you. Who would have followed Jesus that day? The reality is Peter got out of the boat. And even though he sank and Jesus says, man... Where's your faith? Why'd you doubt? Even though that part of the story, the, the awkward part of the story existed, the disciples in the boat all confessed Jesus as Lord following that moment. Peter's bravery led to everyone following Jesus. Your bravery leads to the people around you following Jesus. It's how it works if we'll be brave. Luke 9.23 says, Jesus said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, he must turn from, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Turn from your selfish ways. Final thought today, thought three. Following is selfless. Following is selfless. Follow me is a phrase often shared by Jesus. And he called his first disciples this way, the fishers. Peter was in that group. He called a tax collector, Matthew. He just looked at him and said, come and follow me. And Matthew got up, left his business, and followed him. Same as the fishermen. They left everything on the shore and followed him. And Peter's act of, of jumping out of the boat and walking on the water was not a selfish act, but one of complete selfless trust in Jesus. I mean, that's what we're discovering in this dialogue, in this moment, is it was a a leaving self in security and safety and following Jesus wholeheartedly. Worship team, you can head up. The challenge for me is to be Jesus' people or Jesus' followers is to listen to the lead of the Holy Spirit and have the patience to ask and go when I hear him say, come. I've had plenty of these moments I can replay in my mind, right? Peter may have sank that day, but moreover, he lived the adventure of walking on water. He's the only person other than Jesus in this story to accomplish this. The story's not about his sinking. It's his walking and what led to a boat full of disciples truly becoming brave themselves by following Jesus. Their eternity was transformed that day. They went from death to life because of Peter's bravery. 
And maybe you're fixed on the moment that so often we can get fixed on in a text like this where we're like, well, Peter sank. He doubted. He didn't have faith. We need to stop replaying the negative story of our lives in our head. I mean, how many times have you been in a scenario where somebody is sitting there talking, and maybe they're talking to you, and, and, and they're like, you know, I just really don't know what I'm doing with my life, and I, I um, don't know where to go to church, and, and I just want to know God more, and you're burning inside of you. I should invite them. I should invite them. I should invite them. And you don't. Have you ever had that moment where you're on the water, right? You're out of the boat. You're on the water. They're like, and then you just like sink. And then we replay that in our head. We're like, man, I should have invited them to church. What was I thinking? Oh. Or maybe it's that, that moment where you're have a moment to pray with somebody. I'm really sick. I just don't feel well. And I'm really concerned about it. And I just, and you're like, Man, yeah, that's tough. And you're like, oh, I should have just put my hand on their shoulder and just prayed for them right there. Because you know what the Bible promises? That, that when we pray for people, it's effective. God uses that. And in fact, he heals people in an instant that way. I'll never forget when I first challenged the youth ministry. Go out today. And your challenge this week is to pray for someone, like literally at your school, if they mention anything that could involve healing, you pray for them and that they would be well and just see what happens. Just simple. Just say, God, touch their body. Help them to be well. In Jesus' name, amen. Sure enough, somebody comes running up to me the next day. You would not believe it, Thad. You would not believe it. What? A friend of mine had a headache and was sick. And I just knew the challenge was there. They told me they weren't feeling well. It was right in the middle of a class. And I reached over and I put my hand on their shoulder and I prayed for them. And I said, uh, in the name of Jesus, I just pray that your headache and your cold would go away. Amen. At the end of class, she ran up to me and said, what did you do? I'm completely well. The student tearing up, just freaking out. That's what bravery leads to. Yeah, everybody in the boat gets saved, but you know whose heart was really just like, Peter, you kidding me? His brothers gave their life to Jesus in the boat that day. His fishing partners gave their life to Jesus in the boat that day. They chose to follow. They were brave enough to follow Jesus. Yeah, he got wet. He might be chafing a little now, but it's okay. It was worth it. Sometimes it's easy to look at our version Bible reading plan and see how many days behind we are versus how many days we've read. You've read some days this year. Way to go! Right? You might have even created a Bible image share verse thing. Great job! Right? I mean, that's the reality. See the positive side of it. We see the people... We've hurt instead of those we've blessed. Stop looking at sinking and start considering what would happen if you get out of the boat more often. If you well up and allow God's bravery to come alive in you, which we're going to talk about in the future. The power of God in you to give you the ability to be brave. Will you get out 
of the fan boat, because the disciples were all fans of Jesus, and get into the I'm going to follow Jesus boat. Because that boat leads you to walk on water. The water may be a new business adventure that you're finally just going to have the bravery to jump into. God blesses the desire of our heart. That water may be moving jobs, changing jobs, moving into a new home. That water may be jumping into foster care and opening your home to someone in need. That water may be giving to the mission of Jesus and, and his church for the first time ever in your life. That water may be choosing a church. This church is your like church family. I, I don't know. But you know, that's what the back of your connect card's for. So you could jot down, man, this is my, this is the water I need to get out on. This is what I need bravery for. Because this is the cool part. Every Tuesday night, we have a staff meeting. We get together. There's nothing like super powerful about my prayer versus the person right next to you's prayer. But we do pray for your prayer requests. All of us in agreement. And we're going to pray for your bravery this week. So maybe that's your biggest action step. The action step's really the same for all of us. It's choose to follow Jesus. And that might be choose to follow Jesus out to the water. Or for you, that might be choose to follow Jesus for the first time ever in your life. Both are amazing. And we want to encourage you to take that step. I'm going to pray two prayers. One, for bravery. The second, for those who've yet to choose Jesus, that you would choose today to follow him. That you would do what those disciples in the boat did. And you'd say, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. I choose to follow you. And then I know some of you came through the door today with specific prayer needs. In fact, you would love somebody to pray in agreement with you for those. And um, I'm actually going to change something up today. While we have the reflection time and the response time today here, for the next five minutes, they're going to sing a song. And I today want Ed and maybe John or whoever, we're going to kind of situate ourselves to the side. And if you came ready for prayer, like you want somebody to agree with you in prayer, we're going to pray for you. Can we do that during the reflection time? What will make that easier is if we all stand. Because otherwise it's awkward to like stand up and walk over for prayer. So if y'all stand with me real quick, we're going to pray together. And then if you want prayer with somebody, you can go to somebody on either side here. If not, then uh, you can just stay in your seat. And then John's going to come and close us when this song is done. So God, I thank you for the opportunity we have to surrender our needs to you. We pray for bravery today. We pray that, God, you would give us the courage and the ability to get out of the boat. Man, help us to not stay in there. Help us to not stay inside the dry comfort of being a fan of Jesus. And help us to get out on the water of following you. You have an adventure for us. You have an opportunity for us to, to get out into the adventure of faith and trust. So I pray that over everyone here today. And there's some specific things that people are dealing with that they need to trust you for. And I just pray that you would do incredible things today and allow their bravery to rise supernaturally. The, but the biggest thing I pray for today is the bravery to follow you if they've yet to make that decision.
that they would simply do what you challenge us to in your word, that they would confess Jesus as Lord and begin to believe in their heart that you rose from the dead, that they would grow in that belief in the coming weeks and months and years. Love to be a part of that journey. And so I'm just going to pray a prayer that hopefully if, if that's you, if you want to choose to follow Jesus, you would pray this with me today. So Jesus, I choose to follow you. I want to follow you as Lord. I want to follow you as the leader of my life and look to you and listen to your voice and, and begin this journey of an adventure of faith with you. Help me to grow in understanding of all that you've done for me. Help me to grow in my understanding of, of what you have for my future and the plans you have for me. I choose to follow you today. In Jesus' name, amen.